Welcome to the Ham and Eggs Week 9 pregame show. I'm Marcus Anthony. Derek Black. Jimbo Kramer. So, boys, the trade deadline has come and gone. There's a lot of moves that's got me shaking my head, and I know we've talked about it. It's a lot of confusing things going on. Two players I want to discuss, see what your opinions are. What's going on with Trent Williams, and what the heck is happening with Jamal uh, Jamal Adams? Okay, so Jamal Adams apparently just, like, was willing to get out of New York because he's like, can see the writing on the wall. This is a team that's not trying to contend anytime soon. And I don't think he likes Luke losing. <clears throat> when we get to um, uh, the other player was... Trent Williams. Trent Williams. Yeah, he's just a guy who wants out. That's an awful organization. It's poorly run. There's no change being done at management. Even though they're changing the head coach, uh, does anyone actually have any faith in Bruce Allen? Apparently not Trent Williams. And he'd like to go somewhere where he could actually play and win, possibly. I figure they had to at least maybe take down what they wanted to get for Trent Williams. Uh, that shied everyone away based on age and injury history. But you got to move him for something. Yeah. And and uh, if I'm the Jets, there's no way I'm even placing Jamal Adams on the block. He's too young, too valuable there. And if you're talking about rebuilding, he's right at the beginning of that rebuilding phase. You're not really going to get long-term value at whatever pick's going to come in. Yeah, I definitely I have that as like my favorite move of the trade deadline is the Jets not moving Adams. Um, I definitely think that's a cornerstone you build around. Uh, definitely a top five at player his position, and those guys you shouldn't really be moving. Um, from what it sounded like, it didn't necessarily sound like they were trying to actively move him. It sounded like, I mean, you got to take phone calls. You're you're irresponsible if you're not taking phone calls. Um, but it didn't obviously they didn't get anything done. I heard the asking price was really high. Um, I think the closest they got, somebody offered them a first round and a third day pick. So, you know, late, last couple rounds of the draft, that wasn't enough. They're looking for for a one and a two or a three. So I think that's the right asking price, and, and nobody met it. So you gotta you got to stand pat. Yeah, some, to me it sounds like the Jets, uh, <clears throat> Joe Douglas just wants to come in there and really redefine what the organization is in terms of talent, which is why he's willing to listen on anybody. Anybody that anybody wanted to talk about, he was willing to listen to, yeah. including Le'Veon Bell, which would be an interesting move to bring him in and then get rid of him right away. But Adam Gase wasn't necessarily thrilled with that move initially anyway, and Joe Douglas is not a guy who likes to invest a ton of money in his, in his running back. So. Sure. Now, now, Derek, I'm glad you said favorite pick. For me, the Rams going all in on Jalen Ramsey yeah. and, and the, the other moves, moving Peters, clearing cap with Talib. For me, that was my favorite pick. Yeah, it was a high asking price, but, man, he's, he's one of a kind. Yeah, uh, in my opinion, he's, what, top two, top three corners in the league. He's one of the best players in the league. He's probably top 20. So he's an absolute game changer. The willingness of the Rams to be like, hey, we're going to go get this great player um, and give up some draft picks to do so. Like, draft picks are they're lottery tickets. No, sure. matter how, no matter how high they are, uh, if you're the Rams, you're hoping you're going to be good anyway. So those two draft picks will be coming at the later end of the first round. That's definitely worth Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I definitely think so too. Um, and Ramsey, in my book, probably the best all-around corner there is as far as multiple schemes. I mean, you never know if you're going to change things up. It leaves you flexible. Um, there's probably guys that play zone better than him. There's probably guys that play man better than him. But as far as a guy that could do everything, I, I definitely love him. It's a good move. Some of the other moves, though, I, I don't understand. Like, It's not a huge upgrade. It's definitely an upgrade, but not a huge upgrade from Peters to Ramsey. And what they gave up versus what they took in seems odd and then to ship off the other corner like i get it's probably to re-sign him before the year's over but at the same time if you're trying to win now why wouldn't you want ramsey and to leave in the playoffs yeah the the trading to leave thing's a little confusing in that respect um but uh in terms of peters the i think that comes down to just 
Ramsey is going, he has an extra year on his contract. Um, and they were felt more comfortable if they got to the situation where they need to franchise tag him, they would feel comfortable doing it. Whereas if Peters, they need to franchise tag him, I don't think they're going to pull that trigger. Yeah, and I, and I, and I get you know <clears throat> getting a, the best player available at that position. I mean, you see or other organizations. There's some some teams schematically they get away with one elite corner. Arguably the best player available at any position. Yes, this, this time around. Definitely the one, the best one that seemed available to move. I would say so. So uh, before we transition into the games last week, just give me your worst trade deadline move, quick and easy. So I kind of have a, a tie here. I think Cleveland not adding offensive line that would have been a good place for Trent Williams to go. Um, they're getting a lot of free runners. Baker's running for his life. If they're going to try to compete in what I think is a wide open AFC North, uh, I, I think they made a mistake not adding offensive line help. It looks like that you know Olivier Vernon trade. Is coming back to bite him, which it should have because it was a ridiculous trade. Absolutely. Uh, and then the other move, I don't like Cincinnati not picking up the phone on Andy Dalton. Don't bench a guy on picking up the phone on anybody on anybody, AJ but Green. especially like AJ Green and Dalton. Like, you look at Dalton; they bench him on his birthday on a bye week, completely unnecessary. And then the writing, you know, immediately you think, okay, maybe they're going to trade him, and then they don't trade him. They say that yes, another GM leaks that they're philosophically you know opposed to trading and didn't even take an offer on him. I think. I'm hoping that that GM was the Bears because the Bears adding Andy Dolan I think makes them a playoff contender where enough to get them through where Trubisky just looks lost. Cincinnati's the fan base I think I feel the worst for yeah. because <clears throat> other fan bases here's the thing like they can change who's who's pulling the trigger you know all the other franchises have a GM in place except for Dallas um, and the problem with Cincinnati is. Their GM is their owner, so nobody can actually talk any sense into this guy, and he just does whatever the hell he wants, so there's really no hope for the future for this team. Yeah, so I, I think the asking price on A.J. Green going forward, a contract he's going to demand is too high. He should have got rid of him, st- stacked up, um, but look for Andy Dalton to get traded at the draft. I think they uh, already offered him uh, a one-year deal for next year and he already said nope he, not doing he, it like, he, he wants a long term and, and at least if you're miami and you talk about you know tanking and 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 they have they're gonna pick three times in the top 20 picks probably twice in the top 10 um at least they're tanking the right way hmm. cincinnati is just losing and they, they look terrible there's they don't have draft capital it's just what, what do you do there yeah the um <laughs> so one topic that we talk about week in and week out is referees and how wonderfully terrible they are so, oh i didn't get to throw in my uh my worst trade what the hell are the Giants doing? Why are you trading for yeah. Leonard Williams? Your defensive line is already probably one of your better, like one of your better strengths. Leonard Williams is going to be a free agent at the end Especially of the year. Especially a two down guy. And, so you're going to have Harrison you, and Williams you traded come off the field. M- multiple picks for the guy. <laughs> yeah. Love the move for the Jets. Your team, you understand where you're going. You're not going anywhere this year. Resigning Leonard Williams probably not a good good idea. So get some picks now. That way you can hit free agency, and it's not going to hurt you yep. by trying to acquire. You know, if if he walks getting, you know, compensation pick because those only you only get those if you don't sign one free agency. Right. So, love the move for the Jets, but what the hell are the Giants doing? Dave Gellerman, you've done it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, back to the referees. This, yeah. one, this one hurt me personally. Uh, hit my uh, all my bets. Um, Tampa Bay, Tennessee, and Derek, as you said it, one person in the entire world saw a dead ball, uh, the ball after yeah. the guy was down, uh, which negated a touchdown return, which we saw in the Rams-Saints Unfortunately, game. Unfortunately, it's the only guy that matters. The only guy yeah. the whistle. Um, why can't they get it right? Where, where are they going to go with referees and holding referees accountable is something, a hot topic that keeps coming up. I, I It seems like every week we, we talk, now we talk about a, a referee situation. It's not even like ticky-tacky stuff. Like, it's borderline deciding football games, uh, definitely deciding betting. 
and you know to lose on on one of those and it's like you said you, you just look at it and it seems so obvious uh the get the, the holder gets, it's a, the punter right gets hit and both of his arms are down at his side like he, there, there's no football in there it's like what are you watching like i just i don't understand it and the fact that they can't go back and say okay there's nobody within five yards of this football you look in front of him sure he doesn't get to the end zone he probably you know he could fall down whatever but at least be they should at least be able to award possession in that stance um, I had, yeah, they, I had flashbacks of Sean Taylor. I think it was Brian Mormon he drilled oh, in the, in the, in the, in the, yeah, in the Pro no, Bowl the game. Pro Bowl yeah. Just destroyed him. Yeah, uh, so in order to correct this, they really need to make these kinds of things reviewable, for one. And then, two, you've got to incentivize referees. Like, that's the only way they're going to get better. They're Apparently, it's not working whatever they're doing in terms of, like, giving them benefits of, like, extra incentives to work the playoffs and stuff. You need actual financial benefits, incentivization, where if you get so many percentage of calls right per game, you get this much of a payout, etc. And if you bomb something or like that, these guys. And, if you, Suspend them. and if you bomb something like that, then you don't get to work next week. Yep. Yeah, it, it was um, a huge surprise, another gut punch. Um, but speaking of surprises and gut punches... 49ers, Carolina. Now, now we all talk about how the 49ers are for real, and Carolina's playing really good football. But 51-13, are you kidding me? Yeah. I like. I, we everyone. A lot of people saw the 49ers winning. They're incredible. But 51-13. So if you read my article last week, I talked about this a little bit. But Kyle Shanahan's probably the best offensive play caller in the NFL. If he's not the best one, he's got to be top two, three, something of that nature. He is a mastermind, especially when it comes with designing run plays like they're going to run all over everybody they've been doing it all year their their running game is one of the best in the nfl and then probably after this week it is the best in the nfl and then their defense is loaded so you want to talk about good gms as opposed to bad gms john lynch has figured it out if anyone was surprised about that then i don't know what to tell you because the guy's always been smart if you've ever listened to him talk he's always well spoken understands what the hell he's talking about when he was a commentator he was never one of those guys that's telling you stupid shit and he could actually add value to the broadcast yeah. uh he went to stanford he was potentially he was drafted by the the Marlins or something he's, like that. He's the anti-John like, Elway. Yeah, he, he he's he's an absolute stud, and he knows what the hell he's doing. So he, he pretty much presses all the right buttons. Everyone's going to miss here and there in some draft picks, and I heard that there was some people talking about, oh, you know, he drafted the Alabama kid and stuff like that, the linebacker making that trade. Right. But, like, pretty much everything he's done has, has turned out pretty well, especially – you know, that Bosa kid, that worked out pretty well. And then Mike McGlinchey, the offensive tackle from Notre Dame, is a stud. Who's the other end, too? The, the, the other defensive end, Solomon. So they, they have a couple guys. Solomon? Solomon's from Stanford. Solomon um, Thomas, yeah. Uh, Buckner they also have Yeah, they also have a couple guys. Jim Kelly didn't exactly leave the covered bear. Some of the offensive line he drafted was, has worked out well. Sure. And the defensive line absolutely has. But, I, I mean, I give John, credit, the, uh, John Lynch the credit for revamping the, the secondary and the linebacking core in that in that defense. Sure. Is, is this a little too early and or a little too crazy to make some comparisons to the 2000 Super Bowl winning Baltimore Ravens? Uh, Obviously, there's a couple of different aspects, but when you look at their defense, their defense is incredibly mean. They're running the football, and I think um, obviously Garoppolo's got more talent throwing the ball downfield, although his receivers are still skeptical, even with the addition of Emmanuel Sanders. Which is another great, great move. But but they're 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 pounding the ball, they're doing they're playing old style football, and I think they have the ability to pass if needed. But man, that defense is mean. I expect George Kittle to come come alive here in the second half of the season for sure. Um and I think I think Emmanuel Sanders is going to free him up for that. 
Uh, don't be surprised of them using him creative ways. Shanahan's a mastermind of that. We saw what he used to do with like Muhammad Sanu on weird draw plays and things of that with him at quarterback. So, I mean, I definitely think that they're going to get creative. This offense is going to do enough. This is a team that is going to the playoffs, and they have a chance to bloody it up. Yeah, but, you know, they haven't really needed to throw the ball, so that's why some of the stats for Kittle might be a little bit um, underwhelming. But now let's make fun of someone. So there's a lot of craziness going in Chicago. The Bears. Uh, they're kicking games laughable. Um, is it a stadium thing? Is it a team thing? Um, and obviously is it there's a field thing? It, 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 what's going on there? And then there's the development of Mitchell Trubisky. And there's rumblings that, you know, maybe Nagy just had a fluke year last year. Maybe he's just being too in his head, too creative. Sure. Because the Trubisky's development is directly related from Nagy. So, you know, what's going on there? What what can they do? Because their their defense is still very good. I I think a degree of it has is Nagy. I think it's a lot of gimmicky stuff. I was a little worried when they signed um, Cordell Patterson, Patterson because you already have Cohen, and they're pretty much the same guy. They don't really play a position. They don't you know, excel or, or really fit into any kind of positional mold. Mm-hmm. They're kind of just offensive weapons. And do you get both those guys in the field at the same time? If you do that, are you sacrificing a real running back? Are you sacrificing two receivers? And I think that they're just they've probably added just you know a little bit too much on the gimmicky side. And I don't think Trubisky can afford gimmicks. I don't think he can afford negative plays. I don't think he can afford not establishing the run, you know, some of the side-to-side east-west stuff they do. Uh, he's a guy that needs to, to play off, play action, throw the ball rolling out of the pocket, and I don't think they're doing anything to help him in his strengths, and it's, it's starting to really show. Yes, he doesn't have the talent that he did in Kansas City, so you can't really mimic what they did there. Right. Um, so that's an interesting team going forward. Yeah. Um, they got a big game coming and playing up. playing on a, a notoriously bad field. It's yes. <laughs> in historic historical stadium. I actually love love yeah, visiting there. But they, but they for whatever reason I don't know if it's the kind of grass they use or whatever. It is, but notoriously, players complain about that field second only to Oakland, and that's going away. Yeah. So uh, so with making fun of the Bears, that's going to bring us into making some of our picks. I, this I week. wanted to make a, a quick point on Nagy. So I think that one of the things that he might have an issue with is like Andy Reid when he became a head coach what was you know he had a couple good years but there was a couple down years here every once in a while Nagy's I think it's kind of just a developmental thing right he needs to develop as a coach last year was his first year as a head coach he wasn't very a play caller for very long when he was with Kansas City and Andy Reid he only took over the play calling what half a season right Mm -hmm. so he's kind of got to find a rhythm too and maybe he was trying to do a little too much but he just needs to, you know, do a little self-evaluation, understand that your defense is really good. Allen Robinson is a stud wide receiver. You need to find a way to get another wide receiver involved as a true wide receiver. Okay. Yeah, Miller, right? Like, Anthony, Anthony Miller out of Memphis, to me, I thought he was a really good selection for yeah. them. I thought you could line him up in the slot, use him the way that Memphis used him. If you're yeah. going to spread teams out, he can eat people alive in the slot. I forgot Trey Burns in the NFL. Is he still, <laughs> is he still there or no? Yeah, I, I think he's you know always hurt and stuff like yeah. that he's, he's kind of a small dude for a tight end but sure. they also have adam shaheen who's a guy that they drafted sure. who's a big tight end sure so I, I don't know what it is but they need to figure out the running game because that's their real downfall at this point in time david montgomery was drafted everyone oh, raved, everyone was raving about him going into the season and he's basically been a non-factor yeah. that to me is an issue with Again, the, coach. Not committing to the, run. the coach yeah. is not committing to the run and not establishing that so you got to find creative ways to, to run the ball. If you don't have a great offensive line, you got to figure it out anyway. Just look at San Francisco. Yep. Um, personally, I don't think they should have ever gotten rid of Jordan Howard. 
Um, and it is a rematch. Jordan Howard gets his old team. So we have Chicago. Revenge games. Revenge games. So Chicago at Philly. Philly's a five-point favorite. This is the first of our pickums. Oh, Derek, you're shaking your head. You love this one. <laughs> you lead us off here, pal. Who do you got? Uh, I don't trust either team. Philly, we're seeing this, I think, a lot in the NFL, probably more so than I remember in recent memory. Um, a lot of teams that can can go either way. They can beat anybody, or they can at any given week just completely look terrible and, and get rolled by somebody unexpected. Uh, Philly's absolutely in that group. They looked really good last week. Um, terrible the week before, but I just I don't trust the Bears to score enough points here. Their offense is, is again just disconjointed. If they ever commit to running the ball, throwing off play action, you know, playing NFC North football. I think they'll be in good shape, but I don't know that that's, this is the week. And, and Philly, um, for as much as they're up and down, it's still a good football team. Correct. So I'm going to take Philly, too. Um, they're at home, so that gives them a few extra points. Uh, the five-point line is not that scary to me. I think they have the better quarterback. They have the better coaching staff. Uh, I Jim Schwartz has a tendency to improve his defenses. They went out and grabbed a linebacker. I'm not sure what they're going to do it, but they also have a lot of talented players. They just really need to get healthy. But give me Jim Schwartz in a mind game against Mitch Trubisky. Uh, the Eagles t- uh, minus five. So uh, Drew is not here tonight, so we will not be getting his picks into you guys. I'm on the other side of that boat. Give me the Bears. I love the five points. Um, not necessarily to win, although they very well could. Absolutely um, could. Their defense uh, could, outsc- could score enough. You know, for me, at five points, I love in close games, close competitive games, I, I love the extra points. Um, I'm, a- I'm assuming a field goal game coming here. Um, and that- Hopefully not for Chicago. You <laughs> forgot about the revenge factor, man. Jordan <laughs> Howard, probably two touchdowns in this game. I don't know. I, I see Khalil Mack coming in, and uh, he-, he needs to. He's-, he's-, he's playing well, but he, he needs to like take over this game. Uh Speaking of tweener teams, here's those two of the teams that are the most difficult for yeah. me to put my finger on. We have the Detroit Lions traveling to the Las Vegas. Is it Oakland still? It's <laughs> still in it's Oakland. So Oakland. So to the, the Gruden, Las Oakland, the Las Oakland, the Gruden-led Raiders. So Oakland is surprising a lot of people. Um, I, I don't think I was as down on them as a lot of people were. So this is, I would say, a little less surprising. But, I mean, it's absolutely still surprising. They're competitive. Uh, Gruden hasn't buried them yet, which I'm expecting to happen at some point. Uh, I think Detroit really, really needs this game. I know they're banged up, at, especially at the running back position. But I, I think they figured out a way to get it done. Um, I do like their matchup as far as their receiving core versus uh, Oakland secondary. So I, I think they're going to win here. Um, but, you know, with the two points, I'll definitely take it. I'm going to take Detroit plus the two as well. Give me Matt Stafford slinging it. Slanging it. Um, I think uh, Detroit, they've, they've got a pretty good defense. They've, they've had some issues in terms of um, uh, stopping the run a little bit, which is surprising because they have Snacks Harrison. But uh, Oakland's dinged up in the running game anyway, so I think they're going to have a hard time trying to run the ball, and they're not going to be able to keep up, and Detroit's going to win outright. But I'll take the two points. Um, once again, I'm on the opposite side, and I'm really a coin flip. Um, I'm not going to invest anything really in this game. I really like both teams. Matt Patricia's done fantastic there. Um, Gruden, he's doing a pretty good job with, with the Raiders as well. Um, both are just so inconsistent. I really don't know which team is going to show up. So in a game that I'm, I can't really decide. Just give me the whole team. And that's... Do you remember 11 short NFL weeks ago when Matt Patricia lost the locker room? Was a terrible hire. 
all of that at the end of last year. Welcome to the media. It's exactly. ridiculous. <laughs> that, he's done a fantastic job yeah. there, and they, they they really weren't that they talented. Made, they made a change at the offensive coordinator position, and it sure. seems to have worked out for sure. Yeah. Um, they brought in what's his name from Seattle, the guy who didn't run the ball on the one yard line. Right. Um, and you know he's he's made it. Ma- He's taken away some of the dink and dunk stuff that they used to do, and he's trying to actually run the ball with their running backs, and then he's allowing Matt Stafford to throw off play action, which he hasn't really done ever in his career, and it's been effective. Yeah. I, I definitely, definitely, you know, that helps. I think those improvements help a lot. Uh, I'm also, I'm not huge on judging first-year coaches unless it's Taylor or Kitchens because uh, they're just terrible. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, like, you know, sometimes you got to give a guy a year or two. Uh, give him the time to to implement, you know, his his style of play, his players. And, you know, you need to fill the roster to fit, fit the scheme. Yeah. So, um, sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, um, so, I was just uh, combing through some of the schedules coming up. This is a huge game for the Raiders because they actually have a relatively weak schedule coming up for the next four. Uh, they could absolutely go on a little run here. Um, you know, not not a Super Bowl playoff run, but string together a nice couple wins, um, three, four in a row, possibly. Obviously, it starts here. Um, but knowing them, they're going to split that down the middle, oh, too, of course. too. <laughs> of course. Um, now, we've got definitely the worst slated game that we have to pick. Um, definitely not the worst of the week. We have the Cleveland Browns, who are three-point favorites, traveling to Denver, who will be without Flacco. I almost think being without Flacco helps them uh, as far as not being conservative. And I, I love the, uh, the Flacco... You know, injured reserve. Uh, <laughs> after being critical about the coaching staff and play calling, all of a sudden he's hurt, and and who knows when he's going to come back? If he's going to come back, I think I no. think he was on the list before his, his uh, little yeah, interview was exactly, over. Exactly. I think someone exactly. heard him over the top. It's like, oh yeah, you're done. Um, so maybe Denver gets back to just playing basic football. A lot of Philip Lindsay. I don't. I don't know. That's going to be enough. Cleveland, literally, I think has to win this game. Uh, they don't have a choice otherwise. I think we'll see a lot of Chubb. Um, I still don't understand why they're so bad. I, I really do blame Freddie Kitchens. They're undisciplined, which is usually... I mean, at this level, they're professionals. They're, they're grown-ass men. Like, if they're undisciplined, then that's a player issue. But the coach has to inspire. The coach has to you know preach it. It has to come from somewhere. And it's just not. Freddie looks out of his element, overmatched. Um, you know, I like Baker cutting off the media today. I loved then, it, right? You got to do what you got to do. And honestly, seeing a lot of the replies, especially on social media, apparently that guy was fired from like the local paper. He's kind of a, a known asshat. And a lot of people are like, oh, I was going to be mad at this until I realized who it was. Go Baker. Yeah. So it is what it is. I mean, it's definitely, it felt personal. So I, I do like him standing up for himself there. And the response is, you know, I got bigger things to worry about. If it hurts your feelings, yeah. um, I don't really care. Too bad. I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Cleveland uh, minus the three points on the road. Uh, Denver, to me, is just no Flacco, no Emmanuel Sanders. They're they're a pretty bad football team, so uh, good luck getting any offense. Uh, this might be a shutout. That might could really be a shutout. Cle- Cleveland Cleveland might win the game seven nothing or something, but it, it, I don't I don't see Denver scoring. Yeah, it's tough. And we have our first agreement of the <laughs> evening. Um, this is not going to be a pretty game. And like you guys said, I think this is going to very much resemble, resemble uh, Denver's uh, prior game against the Colts. Low scoring, defensive battle, some ugly turnovers, some missed kicks. Um, I, Baker needs a bounce back game. Now, me personally, as a fan, I would love to watch the Browns lose. So sure. baby Kitchens gets fired. But as a Steelers fan... Go Browns. Keep kitchens around a lot longer. <laughs> All right. Now, 
one I've been personally waiting for. Indianapolis, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a one-point favorite at home. I want to see what you think about this game first. I can't wait. Uh, let me finish this one off. Okay, okay. So this one I immediately saw, and I know, I think I texted everybody and was like, I don't understand what's going on here. Um, Indy, either with the way they're playing, I understand some of the matchups aren't ideal as far as what Indy likes to do, and in Pittsburgh, it kind of plays into their strengths. Um, but nothing I saw in that Pittsburgh game against the Miami-Alabama uh, Dolphins <laughs> gave me any confidence that they can handle Indy, who I think is a really good team. And the difference here is, if all things are equal, uh, they're going into just kind of a neutral kind of game, whether it be... It just it doesn't feel like this is, is going to go well for Pittsburgh, uh, despite the good matchups that they have. I, mean, I think Frank Reich is good enough to not be outcoached, uh, at least coach even, and I think that Indy has a, a more talented, well-rounded roster. Yeah, I'm going to take Indy as well uh, with the point. Getting a point, I mean, on the road. I know it's on the road and everything like that, but Indy... Money line all day. Their offensive line is one of the better offensive lines in football. They should be able to run the ball on the Steelers. Um, other teams have done it. The Steelers' secondary is pretty good, but you don't have to. You know, if you don't have to throw it, like it's only his second year, but I think Quinn Nelson might be the best offensive lineman in the league. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think you're too far <laughs> off. People, there's a lot of people already claiming that, yeah, and I disagree. I have no issue with that. So, um, yeah, I'm going to take Indy, uh, and I expect them to just run the ball. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Miami jumped out 14 nothing, and honestly, until Mason Rudolph got hit in the face. He didn't look like he deserved to be starting on a high school team. He was scared. He couldn't make a decision. And honestly, he had all the time in the world and couldn't hit an open receiver. That being said, this Pittsburgh Steelers came off of a bye week. And good coaches have their teams prepared on short weeks, normal weeks, and especially bye weeks. Uh, for me, this is a keep circling back to Mike Tomlin. I don't care what his record is. His team has been more than talented for the last decade. Uh, he continues to not show up for weaker teams. Um I can't, I can't stand watching the Steelers lose, but for me, Tomlin's got to be nearing his end. Uh, it's just too much nonsense over and over. But I will say that Steelers defense has been very exciting the last month. And if you look at a lot of their losses, it's premier teams. Um, we got blown out by New England. Um, slid one against Seattle. Uh, ha- ha- had a late lead against the 49ers. Uh, lost one late against Baltimore. All pr- uh, premier playoff teams. Pittsburgh is... They're a tweener team. There's no doubt about it. Um, quarterback play is going to make a big difference, and our terrible offensive coordinator needs to stop being so cute. But I'm going against these guys again, giving Pittsburgh at home in a must-win game. Sure. Uh, we're going to skip to Monday night first because Sunday night is the game of the week. So home, Dallas is at the Giants. Dallas is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. So... I, I like obviously anytime Saquon's in a game, shorten the game. He's gonna get it, you know, his his carries, his his yardage. Uh, Danny Dimes has not been that great lately. Shocking. Uh, started off hot, kind of cooled down pretty considerably. Their defense is terrible. Um, they added some D line help, which I don't. Again, you know, back to why they're not really in a position to be somebody to add on, uh, especially with the contract situation there. It just didn't make a lot of sense, but. Seven and a half is enough for me to take them with the points. Uh, even if they lose, I, I could see them losing by a, a touchdown here. Um, but that extra half point has me on the, the Giants train. Uh, I think I'm going to take the Cowboys in the biggest blowout of the week here. Um, 
I don't think that defense is going to be able to stop them. They're going to torch them. Uh, Amari Cooper's playing in this game, and I don't think they have anyone that can stop him. Dak to Amari Cooper, set up with the run uh, over the top, the play action. The Dallas offense is going to have a field day. Um, and then Dallas defense is actually really good. So I don't. the only way that the Giants have a prayer of keeping this game close is by running the ball and getting the ball into Saquon's hands. And... Dallas matches up pretty well to stop that. Very well. Uh, they they added Michael Bennett, which is an underrated add. Um, they already had some good pass rushers. They have one of the best defensive line coaches in the NFL as their defensive coordinator. And I just expect them to, one, stack the box, and then, two, their linebackers can actually cover a running back out of the backfield. Saquon's a beast, but how many touches can the guy have? No Sterling Shepard, I don't think. He's in concussion protocol as far as I'm, as far as I'm aware. So, yeah, give me Dallas in a blowout. I definitely believe this is going to be a high-scoring game and probably the high-scoring game of the week. Um, I love the hook here. Seven and a half is juicy, so I'm riding the Giants. Um, Not saying this game isn't going to be out of hand, but how about 38-31 Cowboys and the Giants scoring in the last minute of the game to cover? I love backdoor covers. I love backdoor covers (laughs) when I'm on the winning end. Right. All right, so game of the week, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We have the New England Patriots, our four-point favorites, traveling to Baltimore. What do you got, Derek? So I understand, I mean, Harbaugh's a great coach. There's always a good alignment, uh, and he, he coaches well against, against Belichick. Um, I would expect to see some more deep-cut wrinkles from the playbook, being, or from the rule book being brought out. Because uh, he always loves to bring those out against Harbaugh, especially. He loves to do that. Yeah, he loves he loves getting Harbaugh. Um, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are twenty eight and zero against quarterbacks twenty five or younger. Last time I checked, Lamar is twenty two. Um, I think they keep him in the pocket. I know that they have been a little susceptible to running quarterbacks, but they just played Josh Allen. They were able to, to pen him up, uh, and despite his pasty Caucasian skin, uh, Josh Allen is a very mobile quarterback. The, the big thing that, that the reason why mobile quarterbacks you know are, are, are as successful as they are is a lack of discipline, which is something that New England doesn't typically uh, fall to. I think they'll, they'll set the edge well. They'll get the middle rush. They're not going to give up the lanes. Expect to see a lot of zone coverage, minus uh, Gilmore following around whoever they decide to put him on. Um, I, I think New England here. Yeah, so for me, this is a Sony Michelle game. New England's going to win this game because they're going to run the ball down Baltimore's throat. Baltimore has had some issues stopping the run so far this year. And then, as Derek said, um, Lamar Jackson, I just don't think he's going to be able to put up enough points to cover that line. Um, he's going to make some sp- spectacular plays, sure. but he's also probably going to throw one or two he's or gonna, fumble He's going to play more from something. the pocket than he wants to. There, there's going to be a turnover or two, yeah. and that's going to be the difference in this game. So, um, Good point. Um if there's one thing we know about Bill Belichick defenses, he takes away the best player. And yep. there's no question in the world that that best player is, is Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson right? Yep. Uh, he's not a good thrower. Um, for me, my favorite thing here is truthfully to take on under. I think it's still a 45. That's going to be a lot of ground and pound. Um, I, th- I do think we're going to see some gimmick, pay- gimmick plays, even if it's fourth and two at the opposing 40. There's going to be a lot, of, a lot of tough decisions on both ends of the ball. Um, I'd love to see Baltimore beat New England, 
but truthfully at this point, um, kind of need New England to take down Baltimore, take your first, uh, one seed. I'm cool with it because uh, after you after the Patriots beat the Ravens and the Steelers take down the Colts, we're only one game out of the division, and then things are really going to start get interesting. Um, definitely look for a missed kick or two. Um, I think that missed field goal or two from whoever ball New England brings in this week to play kicker. Um, I think they should be going water boy style and get the towel boy to kick some like kicks. Um, but I think that's the difference between the cover or not. Um, I think New England. You know what's interesting? I, I took New England here, and it's literally in my notes uh, that that New England is probably going to score more points because I think they're going to they're going to go they're going to go for it. Uh, I trust them to convert. I think they have plays for it, and I don't think you'll see a lot of the kicking game this week. I think I think that's probably what they're going to have to do. Yeah. Um, it's going to be some tough decisions depending on the score at that point. Sure. Um, give me New England to win, but Baltimore to cover four at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so Newman, uh, you already you already talked about your um, blowout your of the blowout week. of the week. Um, so for me, my absolute one hundred percent points betting blowout of the week: Carolina Panthers at home against the Titans. I think they're four point favorites. They got embarrassed last week. Ron Rivera is a very proud man. Titans really aren't that good. Yeah. Um, McCaffrey's going to have another 50-point game. Um, look for that one to get ugly, ugly fast. Derek? Um, so this one I struggled with, but I, I think I think the Bills are going to absolutely blow the doors off the Redskins. They need to. I think their defense might outscore Washington's offense. Uh, I think it's going to be ugly. They need to after their last two performances. Sure. Um, final note is upset of the week now there's not a lot of games this week um i've only got three one three games that i even thought possibly could be upsets um who do you guys like so i had a hard time with this um i'm super tempted to take the dolphins at home against the jets they're three-point dogs it's one of the bigger lines in terms of teams that i could see potentially getting upset fits magic doing his thing uh the dolphins wouldn't it be interesting if they actually just played like that and the jets are like yeah we actually don't really want to not pick first so uh i could see the jets kind kind of trying to lose this game but i'm actually gonna go with the titans on the road at carolina uh on the opposite direction of you there marcus i'm gonna take tennessee to win um, I just think that they're going to be able to run the ball pretty well against Carolina, and uh, if they get Derrick Henry going in that bruising and battering fashion, um, that could that could be a problem for Carolina. Uh, I would say the bye week versus the Bengals. Uh, <laughs> no, um, looking at this, I mean, there's not there's a lot of really close lines, and the only line that I, I think I really feel comfortable with the uh, the underdog is the Detroit game that I picked. Uh, two points, not much of an upset, I know, but there's not really a lot out there. Um, I don't, I don't like the Giants to actually beat the Cowboys, so it's tough. Um, same boat. Miami is one of my three, um, mainly just because I'm rooting for them to finally win a game. <laughs> um, Baltimore was one as a possible, but they really weren't. That that was just in the realm of possible upsets. I just don't see it happening. Give me the Bears. Plus five against the Eagles. That's my upset special. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a big spread, and I think Chicago has some answers because they do not have friendly fans. Um, thank you very much. That will wrap up our pregame show. 
Um, not too many exciting games, but there's a couple really good storylines. Um, in, in specific, one game that was not mentioned, and there's still no spread out, which is the Vikings-Chiefs. No one really knows um, if Mahomes is going to play. Hopefully, for their sake, they set him out for a little bit longer because Minnesota can get after the quarterback. The Chiefs might need this game. They might need to play him. They might, but you can't risk losing them for another four, six season. Yeah. They're, they're in big trouble if they... Uh, um, if they if he gets knocked out for the year, yeah. But uh, thank you. Tune in next week. If, uh, if if you want something to watch this weekend, I wrote an article about some of the potential draft picks that'll be out. You can check that out and go go watch some college football and root for your team to uh, that that's possibly and probably tanking to uh, go select one of those good players. So check them out.